the Forbes India cover story podcast series in association with the indicast.com. My name is Abhishek and this issue's cover is the investment special package. It comes at an interesting time uh, with geopolitical tensions at home, uh, signs of trade war between China and America easing just a little bit and of course the impending Brexit which the day before we recorded this podcast uh, where the lawmakers in Britain rejected the prime minister's deal. Joining me on the call to talk about it all is Samar Srivastava who has anchored this issue. Hi, Samar. Great to have you as always. Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, Samar, to quote uh, from the article that you have written, it says, as we settle into 2019, the chances of making money over the next two to three year cycle are clearly in favor of investors. You sound very optimistic. How do you see investors making money with a little bit of a context? Well, Abhishek, it goes back to the to the old saying that in in the stock market, everything is at a is a buy at a price and you sell at a price and uh, at this moment it seems that the risk reward is in favor of buying so let me explain that a bit if you go back to when this government was sworn in you had a huge rally in the run up to the swearing in and the market believed that growth would pick up companies would do a lot better and as a result of which the advocated that people invest in the indian markets uh, what happened since then was that we've had four years of a bull run and this got a little too heated around december 2017 january 2018 now we didn't know it then but that also coincided with a global what they call a melt up a melt up in equities um, and that that ended virtually on 31st january which was the day arun jetli announced his budget and decided to impose long term capital gains tax since then the markets started falling and they fell all the way till december of last year i mean they fell and then they rise a bit and then they fall more but the net result was that they fell all the way till december even till january of 2019 and what happened during that fall was that a a lot of stocks became cheap but smaller companies uh became a lot cheaper and the risk reward in owning them was clearly in favor of owning them you had the divergence between the large cap index and the mid cap index at almost an all time high you had over 70% of stocks that were below their 200 day moving average which is reason all these things pointed to the fact that you could wade in and start buying indian shares again right while we say that you know it's a good time perhaps to stay invested uh, what are some of the avenues or asset classes that you see might be prudent for the investor to you know park uh, his or her money let's start with stocks i've already given you our perspective on that real estate commercial real estate is something that has been doing well for the last 4 5 years and is likely to do well there isn't too much of supply coming in and if you rent a commercial asset you get anywhere between 8 to 10% on your money residential real estate continues to be in the doldrums and it makes sense to rent and not to buy um with regard to cryptocurrencies you've seen what's happened in the last year there's been a steep price fall and investors are actually wondering what do we do with the assets that we hope it's a little difficult to get around what to do with crypto assets and there's also an rbi regulation isn't there or at least a stay order which prevents firms from trading uh, with uh, cryptocurrencies is is that correct 
Yes, in effect, the RBI does not allow you to own cryptocurrencies because you cannot transfer money from an Indian bank account mm-hmm. in order to buy a crypto asset. So that has effectively meant that unless you have foreign income, right. it's very difficult for Indians to buy crypto assets. We had two interesting stories, one on the pre-IPO market, and there are a couple of funds that have launched in the last year, which essentially buy into companies or buy a portion of companies that are about to list and they then capture the premium between where the company is today and the listing date, which could be anywhere in the next one to three years. So these two funds have launched and they've done reasonably well. And the, and the, the other interesting story we had was on, on fixed income and the fact that fixed income is likely to give you eight to 10% yield this year. And that's not a bad yield given where interest rates are in India, your your real rate of return is anywhere between six to seven percent. Uh, so we also persuaded investors to look at fixed income assets. And there is one article which was contrary to what uh, we would usually believe is the systematic investment plan, which has always been uh, purported to win the day for the investor, where you set aside a fixed sum every month. It doesn't seem to have done particularly well, uh, has it? Or at least the story by. Uh, Monica Patija, she chronicles tales from folks who've lost money or rather uh, haven't made too much uh, wherein they could have made more uh, if the money was parked in savings. Is that, is that an aberration? So the last four years have seen a huge increase in the number of in the amount of money flowing in every month into mm-hmm. these SIPs. In 2014, you had approximately 3,000 crores a month and you now have 8,000 crores a month flowing in. So there's been a huge increase. What, but what has happened is that a lot of these investors entered late into the cycle. And so what they've seen is that in the last year, the money they've put in hasn't really given them a return. And so understandably, they are worried. But that doesn't mean that it's a bad idea to put your money in an SIP. It's just that you need to be patient and you need to only put away that money that you won't touch for the next five to seven years. Uh, Summer, I'm one of those worry watch because I've got some, not too much. Oh. <laughs> so that article did, did catch my attention. So so it's, it's basically the advice from even the best of investors where just hang in there. Is, is that what it is then? That's right. You need to hang in for long periods and you need to sort of be sure that the funds you've picked are the ones that suit your needs. Uh, so you need to do your homework. You need to do your research. But after you've done that, you just need to stick with it. Right. The last couple of them is is that, and usually we don't talk about them too much because as a layperson, commodities is something that uh, is you, you can't get your head around. But the article in, in the package suggests that it could be a fruitful asset class to park your money if you understand it a little bit or, or seek some advice from elsewhere, perhaps. So it's commodities, something that even the regular investor can look at. The only suggestion I have to readers is read the article and form your own conclusions. It's very tough to invest in commodities. It's very tough to understand what's going on. And so I think readers should read the article and figure out if they have the stomach for it. Same for gold. Right, because Indians seem to be falling out of love with it. It, it is long considered as a hedge against inflation, but which is, you know, 2.5%. But is it, is it true that the millennials or at least the, the new generation would rather go for electronic gadgets and and the like instead of gold? That's what the import figures suggest. The import of golds vis-a-vis your consumer electronics are, are neck and neck. So are we seeing that shift? Indians' love for gold is still very strong, but there's no doubt that We've seen, I think, four or five years of no returns. And so people are 
now understandably worried but having said that you need to understand that the dollar prices of gold have barely well they not that they have not moved in the last 30 years but they've hardly given you a real rate of return what's happened is that the indian rupee over the last 30 years has depreciated against the dollar and so the rupee return that you see looks pretty good but that said it's a you're right it's a hedge against inflation but that was also a time when indian stock markets were not so well developed and so now if you want to hedge against inflation you've got many other options so gold is not the only one and certainly not the most efficient one and and the last one uh, this is the election year uh, summer how how does that come in the way how does that you know affect the investors it's very tough to call a binary event having said that there's also enough evidence to show that 6 months after the elections the impact of the election on the market is minimal let's assume for a moment that the present government doesn't come in there could be a very swift nija reaction but 6 months after the election the markets will price in earnings and they'll move according to how corporate india performs so sure there could be a nija reaction or it's possible that the market could have priced in the outcome before the election and if this government comes in it may still sell off you know either way it could sell off let's put it that way so it's very tough to predict the outcome and uh, if you're a long term investor don't bother if you want to trade then sure these sort of things do matter right great uh, summer thank you very much for your time on on this one great thank you for having me thanks and uh, and all your listeners you can get this podcast on forbesindia.com and on itunes and to have someone call you for a subscription message forbes to 51818